0: So uh, my name is Michael Lebenek. I'm a senior developer advocate with AWS Mobile. And I'm going to talk a little bit about hybrid and web apps using using AWS Mobile Hub. We're also going to introduce a new uh, CLI tool that was uh, pushed out about last week for AWS Mobile. Just to get an idea, how many of you are familiar with AWS Mobile Hub? And has anybody used it for developing mobile apps? Not too many, okay. So uh, I'm going to start a little bit with uh, some just uh, some stats. So this is the latest kind of Comscore index for the apps that, the most penetration in the app store. So Facebook, you know, obviously top. and what uh, These are partially also like the most open to apps on, on people's devices. And the main thing I'm kind of pointing out here is that these apps are hybrid apps. So Facebook is... Uh, developer of React and React Native, and they've ported these apps to be built with React Native. So um, pretty strong production um, scale applications using hybrid development tools. Um, AWS Mobile Hub in general, we have a good amount of production level mobile applications running now using AWS Mobile Hub. And Mobile Hub in general is, if you're familiar with, is people in general familiar with CloudFormation? So AWS Mobile Hub is, is kind of like CloudFormation for for mobile apps. It it actually runs cl- CloudFormation in the background, but enables you to create um, popular features for your mobile app, things like push notifications, measuring analytics, um, testing with Device Farm, um, things like that with clicks in the console. So it's a service doesn't cost anything. It's an orchestration service. You just pay for the resources that it, that it creates and. Uh, what the CLI is going to allow you to do now is instead of going into Mobile Hub and clicking on things in the console, and you get a NoSQL database and, and uh, or a cloud API using cloud logic, you can now do that by. So originally you would do this by clicking in the console, selecting features, and uh, enabling them in this way. And what you can get through this now, recently with Mobile Hub, is is much more JavaScript-friendly functionality. Traditionally, Mobile Hub has been very Um, geared towards native app development. And we've recently released a lot of uh, uh, features in regards to JavaScript development. So when you enable Mobile Hub, you'll get um, JavaScript files for exporting constants, like uh, all your settings configurations, similarly to the way you would get a configuration JSON file when you generate a native app. So the CLI is available on NPM. You just do an NPM install. Of the AWS Mobile, you create an app. Um, the AWS Mobile doesn't really care what the app is. The app could be a React app, it could be a vanilla JavaScript app, it could be an Ionic app. You just create whatever app you're going to be creating, and then you do this AWS Mobile init command. So what this basically does is initializes everything you saw on that previous slide, and the background it takes usually a few seconds, and you have your entire back end. So. It's pretty powerful in regards to starting a new application, and especially for prototyping, um, very rapidly. So when you you do this in it, you have your entire back end. You can start wiring it up with services. So one of the features is hosting and streaming. And with hosting and streaming, you get an S3 bucket, and you get a CloudFront distribution. So whether you went in the console and you clicked on hosting and streaming and enabled it, you get an S3 bucket provisioned, you get a CloudFront distribution provisioned, all automatically. So similarly, with hosting and streaming on the CLI, you can enable it via the CLI. And you simply run an an AWS Mobile Publish command once you enable the feature. And all your code is automatically pushed up to an S3 bucket. So traditionally, what you do with this is use something like Grunt or Gulp, or depending on what your tooling is, you can kind of tool this up, the AWS Mobile CLI. Um, gives you the ability to just configure it, and it will automatically use your AWS CLI credentials in your home directory. If you have the AWS CLI installed, it will pull from that, and it also comes with a configure command. So you can uh, um, configure it with separate credentials if you want, but it's going to automatically pull those credentials from your AWS CLI and work with the AWS account you have configured with that. So this is an example of uh, refreshing a CloudFront distribution. You can, whenever you run publish, there's various arguments. So if you uh, just initialize, say, a, a React app and you have have it as a web app, never mind a, a mobile app, and you just have a web application built in React, you can uh, um, do your changes, run the AWS Mobile publish command, and pass an argument to refresh the entire CloudFront distribution. So traditionally, what you would do, even if you had this hosting and streaming feature enabled, is you'd Go into the, whether you're using the CLI or not or cloud formation, you know you'd have to run a stack update or you'd have to go into the console and go to the cloud front distribution and do an invalidation on all the files in there. Um, whether you tool that up or not, you know it's, it's a cumbersome process can be a cumbersome process when updating code. And the CLI completely eliminates that with one argument. You can also test on Device Farm now. So with AWS in Mobile Hub, you just pass. You don't actually have to pass pass the dash t. It'll do it by default. You can also pass an argument to tell it not to test. Um, Is everybody familiar with Device Farm? So um, AWS Device Farm is essentially a uh, farm of mobile devices that we house and different devices, popular devices that you can access remotely. We even have a, a remote. It's a, a tool that you can install on your Mac that will allow you to do an ADB connection directly to an Android device in AWS device form and interact with it just like you would as if you had a device plugged in USB to your computer. And it's uh, great for testing. So it will automate f- uh, they have a, what's called a fuzz test, which will just click all over the place, try to break your app. and um, It's great for easy, simple mobile device testing. And with a CLI, you could just simply pass this dash T command, and you'll see the results in the console. You could also invoke API Gateway with the CLI, which is which is very powerful. Traditionally, in the, in, with the adoption of serverless architectures, it's kind of become a little you know, difficult because it's a, a newer thing to debug or invoke these things with like API Gateway and uh, Lambda. So, if you wanted to do this, you could do it in the console, going into API Gateway. There's a kind of debugger built into there where you can invoke the APIs, but that doesn't really give you a way to work with it in terms of credentials and and within your application, or if you're just creating a new API. So if you're doing, traditionally, maybe do this with like Grunt or something to spin up uh, an API gateway or CloudFormation or SAM. Whether you do that or not, you can invoke these APIs directly from the CLI now and see the results immediately in your terminal. So it's great for creating new APIs, testing out APIs, and it's available as a feature on the CLI. You can also do, so you can do post, get, put all kinds of commands and see the results, pass JSON data right as an argument on the CLI and uh, see the results right there. So, in terms of features, that really encompasses all the features that Mobile Hub in the, in the console allows you to enable. So, with analytics, you can use Amazon Pinpoint to enable analytics. Analytics is actually enabled by default now. Anytime you create a new mobile hub project, because analytics is pretty key to anything you're building out there. You, you need to know what's going on. So the, with the AWS Mobile CLI, you just pass a feature name, and you do enable. You can pass a prompt argument, and it'll run through questions if you want to customize it for things like user sign-in. If you're doing Amazon Cognito, you would maybe change the password policy or or define if it's uh, multi-factor authentication. You can now do all this via the CLI. So you can enable these with the feature name, and then you could simply just do an AWS mobile push, which I'll show you in a bit, um, to push up the configuration into the cloud in your AWS mobile hub will be updated with these features. So saves a lot of time. Um, great for rapid development. Again, great for prototyping. If you're using the, the free tier, you can really start building and prototyping extremely fast doing this. So what we're going to talk about today more is a couple of the uh, popular hybrid frameworks, React Native, React, and Ionic. Um, is anybody who's built apps with React or React Native? Uh, anybody Ionic. So decent amount. So we're going to get into some of the, using these frameworks with AWS Mobile CLI, and uh, so a little bit about React Native um, it uses JSX, so it's uh, more of a declarative JavaScript using the React framework for building native applications. Uh, it's available for Android and iOS, and it supports basic browser. Um, um, development support, so things like live reloading, debugging, you can debug React Native apps with the Chrome development tools just like you would a web app, so it kind of gives you all these things that were available for web development traditionally that we 're used to when building native apps and what React Native does pretty well is runs runs very fast they 've uh, found a way to to run kind of like a 60 frames per second on a web, on a hybrid app, you know. So it really behaves more like a native app, and you can also use native features and and uh, UI components and things like that, along with JavaScript components. So what we have released a while ago was the AWS Mobile React Native Starter. So we've been releasing starter kits. Has anybody used the starter kits at all? A few people. So. The starter kits are great for a full blown application for a, a React Native app. So, the, the React Native starter in particular uses cog- Amazon Cognito for co- authentication, Amazon S3 for user file storage, allows you to upload profile photos and automatically sync them. These are things that the CLI basically now automates. So, what you would do here is AWS Mobile Hub supports uh, import export functionality. So, when you have a Mobile Hub project, you can go into the console and export it, and that will give you a YAML file that basically defines your back end, similarly to how CloudFormation and SAM, the serverless application model works. Now AWS Mobile will also give you a, a YAML file that defines your environment, so you could share it, you can put it into version control, and you can publish it to a GitHub repo. So similarly, there's a, Ionic has an official, generator as well for AWS that supports this, but it's a great way to version control your back end for your mobile applications as well as sharing the back end for your mobile applications, spinning them up in other regions and stuff like that. So this uh, starter kit's available on on GitHub publicly now. So I'm I'm just going to jump into a demo specifically around React now. So React in general, AWS, the mobile CLI comes with built-in libraries for React, so there's components available to you, both uh, HOC components, which are higher order components that are available as part of React that give you the ability to wrap wrap your application in and, and execute common functionality, so things like determining if a user is uh, is authenticated or not. will give you a, a component called um, With Authenticator that will wrap your application and show a a login UI if the person isn't authenticated. And we also give you a, an entire canned UI for sign in and sign out, forgot password, MFA authentication, all built in and, and also themable. So in general, with the AWS Mobile Hub, I'm actually gonna go through and just generate a new React app with what's called Create React App. And this is a tool, an open source tool that just creates applications, React applications on the command line. And with create React app, you just run the command, and it's going to generate a React application. It's going to download a bunch of libraries, do an npm install, and then give you basically a a shell for a a new React application. Once that's done, what you could do is run the AWS mobile init, which will initialize the back end, create an AWS mobile project, which I'll show you, and you'll basically end up with something like this. So this is AWS Mobile Hub. It has already initialized the application. You can see I have Messaging Analytics. You click on this, you'll see Analytics is enabled. And Analytics is run by Amazon Pinpoint. When Amazon Pinpoint, you can do push notifications and user engagement as well. So immediately, right out of the box, your app is going to have um, the ability to see lifecycle events when a user has opened the app, closed the app, when it was in the background, see things like uh, sessions that are alive, different demographics. You could send a lot of events to Amazon Pinpoint and capture demographics as well as do custom events, which would, could also mean session start, session stop, things like that. So while that loads, so go back here. Now. <clears throat> We also have user sign I also have user sign-in enabled here. So that's with Amazon Cognito. By running the user sign-in command, so now that this is done, I'll give you an idea here. So, into the React that app that was just created here. Let's just zoom in here. Now I would do an AWS mobile in it. And it's gonna ask me some questions. So, this is based on your application and how it's set up. So, since we don't really care what your application is, we're going to ask you a series of questions. So, where's the source code? And they're going to default to kind of like the basic options that most apps like React or Ionic are going to, or other things will use or standard practices like source and dist. But with Create React Native X, act, it's actually build. So, I'm going to change that to build, where my build artifacts are done when I do a build. And those are the files that will eventually get pushed up to S3. And then uh, it'll actually ask for build commands, because the, the mobile CLI includes a run command, which will you can use in place of things like NPM start and stuff like this that will maintain your backend. And if there's changes to it, if you added a feature like sign-in or, or, or you added uh, analytics or API or cloud logic, you can do an AWS mobile run, similarly to how like live reload works when you're programming. This will do a similar thing. It will enable live reload, and if you add features, it'll automatically refresh your back end. So it's almost like live reload for AWS. So when I enable you specify the build command, I'm just gonna leave these all defaults and test command. And then you could specify a name. And the name is just gonna be what your application name is in AWS Mobile Hub. And it's gonna default to just a generic name with a date timestamp. So once that's Done, and you run that command, it's actually going to create the AWS mobile backend. And AWS mobile hub in general is going to use CloudFormation to run a script, it's going to enable analytics, it's going to create an S3 bucket it's going to create a hosting and streaming option for you, and it's going to give you the option to download JavaScript configuration files. So, with that one command, I'll now have more or less a fully configured AWS backend especially in regards to prototyping so now you can start building your app using analytics sign in storage upload photos profiles things like that and then you can enable more features so with that initial app there I'll basically have a uh, I can find it one of these so now if you want to run this You would just use AWS Mobile Run. And what this is actually going to do, what the AWS Mobile CLI also does is it includes the AWS Amplify library. Then the AWS Amplify library is a ES6 style um, JavaScript library that wraps the AWS SDK and provides standard ES6 type TypeScript um, interfaces to interact with AWS. That's going to, you're going to import into your application and you're going to enable things, work with things like analytics. You're going to configure it with the AWS exports file that AWS Mobile Hub just downloaded for me. So instead of going into the, into the Mobile Hub console, I can now, I basically don't even have to go into the console. I can see my exports files here. So this is everything that Mobile Hub generated, that the AWS CLI, mobile CLI generated for me. You can see I have analytics enabled. I have a whole bunch of constants that were automatically defined for me and pulled down. So now, if I this this file isn't made for editing or anything, and you generally don't want to commit it as as well because the CLI will maintain it. It's kind of like a configuration file for your application, and it will and it can get compiled into your app when you build it and you publish it to S3. So it's going to com- contain all the endpoints, the features. And the Amplify library will use this to determine what to call with things like sign in, or um, if you're using Amazon Pinpoint for push notifications, even or Amazon DynamoDB. So if I do a, a run command on this project, it's just going to run the command that I specified before. It's going to re- retrieve. Let's see if I can zoom in here. It's going to retrieve the AWS exports backend, uh, the AWS exports file that we just looked at. The latest one for me. It's going to run an npm install, which will include the Amplify library, and then it's going to run my application. So here you can see just a basic React app. If you did create React app, any question? ID. Your account, sure. Yeah. So uh, what uh, the So the way that it determines your credentials for AWS account is it uses the AWS CLI that you you either have installed on your machine or you would run an AWS mobile configure command similarly to the AWS CLI, and you'll see it's going to ask me here for my access key, my secret key, etc. So right now you can see it has values in there, and that's because it's just pulling it from my CLI. So if you have the CLI installed, you don't have to really do anything. It's going to use the default configuration for the CLI. But you can run this command, and it is going to maintain a separate directory as well. So if you're familiar with the AWS CLI, it's going to have something like this in in your home directory, this AWS directory. And that's going to have your config and your credentials. The AWS Mobile CLI, similarly on Windows, will have will read from these. So it'll read these credentials in Configuration Room here. And it's also going to maintain a project one, which is the one you saw me run, that you can use to override it, basically. So that that app I just built, which is somewhere, let me just run again, is um, a new app that is going to have If you look at the package JSON, <clears throat> you'll see it's automatically added for me, the AWS Amplify library. So I'm going to show you a little bit of, of that now that that's added that. So the basic workflow here is I'm going to create a new web application or mobile hybrid application with my own choice of tooling. So I'm either going to use React, React Native, Ionic, tool something up yourself. Then you're going to run AWS Mobile in inside that project directory and possibly a configure if you do not have the CLI installed. Then you're, gonna, then, you can, then you're ready to go. So what you would do next is you would do AWS Mobile. If you just run the command here, you'll get some help. So you'll want to add features. So you can run AWS Mobile features to see what you currently have for features in here. So it's going to also give me the option to pick features on the CLI. So right now I have analytics and hosting enabled. So, what does that look like? <clears throat> so, uh, if my internet is going to work. So, so, the hosting and streaming, you'll see that was enabled, gives me the option to view from S3 my application, which is going to give you a generic one right now, or view from CloudFront. And that's all built when you do an AWS mobile internet and publish. Now, you can also see there's an AWS configure and AWS exports. These files are automatically generated for you and maintained by AWS Mobile Hub. But you can also download them and include them in, in other apps. Or you know they're going to contain the information for your application to connect to these services for you. So now I have an S3 bucket uh, CloudFront distribution and analytics enabled in this application. Now, say I wanted to enable something like user sign-in with Cognito. I can just check that box, and now I have user sign-in. And I'd want to do an AWS Mobile push. Now oh, that's going to push up the configuration up there, and then I could do an AWS Mobile run and start working with sign in. So these are going to. So AWS Mobile CLI is going to work with your back end. The AWS Amplify library is going to work with your front end. It's a 100% front end JavaScript framework library. Sorry. So now that that's done, it's going to retrieve the latest AWS exports for me, because that's going to be different. It's now going to include Amazon Cognito information in it for user pool ID, identity pool IDs, and things like that. And if I refresh here, if I'm in the right app, I'm not. I'll see uh, Amazon Cognito enabled. I think it's this one. So now I have user sign-in enabled. So that's what the, that command did, and I'll have a default configuration up here for email and password. I didn't choose the prompt option, so the prompt option would give me the ability to choose do I want a different sign-in method, do I want username, do I want email, multi-factor authentication is disabled here, I could enable it, um, minimum password length, these, these types of options, or you could just do that one command and get a default configuration. So similarly, let's run this again. And I'll enable user files. So, what user files is going to do is give me the ability to work with private assets for users. So, it's going to create S3 bucket um, policies and information for people to be able to upload things like profile pictures or private data to that user. I can upload, as a user, after I log in, I can upload a profile picture that's going to automatically go to an S3 bucket that that is only for me so no nobody else so user files also uses S3 so now if I refresh here you'll see now I have this user data storage option in in mobile hub if I click on that I'll just see that there's an option to either require it or not that's really all it is but now my users can go in they can Maybe I have a profile page and I have a picture. I want to upload a picture. You you can tool that up now with the Amplify library. So let's take a look at Cloud API. So Cloud API is going to give you the ability to run API Gateway with Lambda functions. So with that, now what you can do is, let's do I do a small push. So now what you'll be able to do is write back-end code using, using a standard REST API and interact with it again. With a, You can interact with it with either the Amplify library, which makes it a lot easier. Or you can even just use the vanilla AWS JavaScript library or a browser build where you customize just these features. It's really up to you. And you can see it's also giving me here is the CloudFormation status. So I can see as the stack is being created in the back-end. So for this particular feature, it's going to enable API Gateway and Lambda, so it's going to take a little bit of time. But eventually, let's see if it shows up here. You'll see I have this Cloud Logic box now available. If you click in here, you'll see the APIs that are being deployed. So that's creating an API gateway, a distribution, a stage for that, and everything. And it's also creating a sample API for me. Which you if you do the prompt option, you know, you can um, customize this a bit more. This gives you a great way to get started prototyping and things like that. That should be about well done. So let's go to a new tab. So the last option here is databases. What databases is going to do is enable a NoSQL database using Amazon DynamoDB. See if I can do both at the same time. (laughs) So now I have a NoSQL database here enabled. Oops. That's going to be running for a little while there, probably. So similarly, let's see where this is at. Yeah, so doesn't like doing multiple at the same time. So let's take a look at what I can do now with these features enabled. So the AWS Mobile CLI is going to maintain a directory in your project. I have a completed project here to take a look at, and this is just a vanilla React app that's been created with Create React App. Now if you look in app.js, I have a bunch of things enabled here, so when I did What you mainly do here is include the Amplify library, use this track lifecycle, which is going to actually track the lifecycle of this React application and send the data to Amazon Pinpoint. So now I can get things like session start, session end. Uh, It's going to track when people are using my app and when they leave. So I could start capturing some data and metrics around that. And now I have the, the exports file. So the exports file is what you saw was pulled here. So let's run one more time. so now we have all these enabled and whenever you enable or disable something you'll see it will pull a new exports file for me so it's going to update the back end and then it's going to pull a new AWS exports file for me so now you'll import that into your application and you'll configure the Amplify library with it that's really all you need to do to get started. So if you've ever used, has, it, has anybody used AWS JavaScript SDK in web applications? How many people have used that? So not too many. So it, there's there's a lot of features to it, but it can be cumbersome configuring all those. If you're using things like Cognito, it gives you a lot of flexibility. If you're just using standard, more standard functionality, you can now use the Amplify library to make that a lot simpler. So. Just running these three lines, for, let's see a few lines of code, you can now get analytics pushed to the console. With Amazon Pinpoint, you'll see campaign data. You'll see custom events if you want to send them. And you also, with in terms of auth, you have the ability to get current sessions, do different things based on that, set state. How many people are familiar with React? So a good amount, cool. And what you'll see, let me just run this so you can get an idea of what we're looking at here. So when you do the AWS Mobile Run command, it's going to do an NPM install in case you've added new features or not initially. So, and then it's going to retrieve the latest exports file, and then it's going to basically run the command that you specify. So if you had specified npm start or similar command, it's going to run that. And then it's going to open in your browser. So let's let that go. So this is an example of the application. It's I currently have a user session. So this UI here, you see hello and sign out. I'm already logged into this. So if I log out of here. This, this entire UI that you see is completely canned into the, into the library. So it's giving me this UI, and I've, and I've also styled it because I'm using this material style library, so I want it to kind of look like that. <clears throat> so you can pass a React file into it and define standard styling along with it. Now This was all given to me by the Amplify library and by doing AWS mobile enable <clears throat> user sign-in. So now I have forgot password, I have sign-up. If I do a login here, it's actually going to ask me for MFA. So it's going to ask me to confirm my code. This was all done with one command line command. you also see uh, messaging analytics here. Me get my code here. So the code was actually um, text messaged to me. So I have that enabled instead of email. Now i 'm logged in, so it's a little hard to see, but when you when you do log in, I show a few more options here so these these cards weren't shown by default they were hidden because I wasn't logged in and that's an example of of using the higher order components or the authenticator component that's built into the amplify library but the, uh, the this is allowing me to send custom event custom events so uh, Key-value pairs. I could send that, and you'll eventually see those in Amazon Pinpoint. shouldn't take It doesn't take too long. Generally, with Amazon Pinpoint, it's uh, up to a minute at most. And then you'll see I also have Cloud Logic here. So, with Cloud Logic enabled, I can now run a one REST REST requests. So, enabling the Cloud API now gives me the ability to just run simply with Amplify get get post commands, delete commands, and it's all using API Gateway. <clears throat> and Lambda. So these are the basic uh, APIs that, it created, that I created. And you'll see I'll get the uh, result here in the in the box here. And that's just using standard React code. And I just ran a git command on my Cloud API that I created with uh, AWS Mobile CLI. And I also have it set up for private API as well. So the private API is only going to let me run API calls while I'm logged in. So if I do a similar command, while not logged in, I would actually get an error there and it wouldn't work. And it's storing my Cognito Identity Pool ID here as well. So this essentially was completely and 100% all automated for me, running a couple CLI commands and using the Amplify library. The other thing you see here is storage. So what I could do here is pick a photo. And it's gonna upload that photo for me. I look at the network, you'll see here. And and then it's gonna show the photo there for me. So that was all that's also a private image to my user as logged in. And you can see the network requests that were done here as well. So let's jump over to here, take a look at this. So this is what the project looks in AWS AWS Mobile Hub. If you click on NoSQL database, you'll see I have this NoSQL database that was created for me. It's using a partition key of user ID. and it's all all configured for me, so I didn't have to go in and create a, a DynamoDB database. I didn't have to figure out what my hash key should be if I'm a if I want it to be private data or public data. You really can just focus on front end development and not worry about any of the back end and ensure that it's being done with best practices and things like that when that, when it's configured. So let's run through a little bit of what this looks like as far as these components go. So with the you can see here is there's an authenticator component, and there's a specific library that's available just for React called AWS Amplify React. And this will enable me to display that, that user sign-in component that you saw that lets me log in, forget password, confirm code, all those things. You can also tool those yourself with the Amplify library if you want to. You don't have to use the canned component. But it is pretty customizable. You'll see here I have a theme enabled, and this theme allows me to fully customize it. So instead of tooling all that up, it's, it, I found it easier to just use that. And then you'll see here, I'm just rendering this Authenticator component. And that's giving me this entire sign-in, sign-out UI that we saw over here. So it's giving me a greeting. You can also customize the greeting. So that's, that's an entire login in log-out. From CLI to initialization to push update the back end to actually tooling it in your application. So, the other thing you'll see here, is, in addition to the theme, is you'll see the state change. So, the state change is going to fire anytime state changes within authentication. So, it's very useful for tracking authentication state, knowing when somebody's logged in or logged out, and passing it around in your application. There's also the HOC components included in the higher order components, which can wrap your application and do all of this for you if you don't want to deal with any of it. Um, but this event will fire. And you'll see I have an argument here for props, because this card is actually just rendered here in my list as a login card. And I'm passing it my AWS exports, which has all my configuration data. And I'm passing it this function on off state change. And uh, what that's doing is I'm also saying I don't want to show you know, myself or user files for people to upload stuff or for running Cloud Logic APIs unless I'm logged in. So it gives you the ability to do that fire events. In terms of uploading files, this can sometimes be cumbersome as well. So it, we have the ability to import these components. One of them is called S3 Image. S3 Image is going to let you upload, simply adding this one line of code gives you. This entire functionality. So similarly to the uh, login, log out, it's a can component that literally gives you the entire user, the file upload experience, and there's will fire events and everything. So you could track progress and things like that. There's also uh, an album component which will let you manage multiple images. There's there's just the picker component, so you can kind of pick and choose which components you want in the library or you can just use these completely baked ones, which give you the entire UI, especially for things like file upload. And that's using the user storage you saw here that we enabled. So in terms of analytics, using Amazon Pinpoint, you can send custom data to Amazon Pinpoint. Let's see if my console's working. Not really. So these custom events, Pretty familiar with ever used Amazon mobile analytics so with uh, with the, with Amazon pinpoints contains all of those features for things like demographical information or you can also send custom events so these events could be whatever you want they could be user uploaded a file they could be user edited a profile they 're more meaningful to your application. And what, all you do is run this one command to send these events. And what the library will do is actually queue up these events for you. It's not going to post them up, you know, brute force up every time you run this command. It's actually going to put it in a queue. And it's going to run it every so often and update the events in Pinpoint. So a little bit about API. So the, the Cloud API feature that I enabled, now I can run REST APIs in my application. Very easily, which, if you've ever ever used uh, API Gateway with uh, exporting the JavaScript SDK, there's there's a lot going on there. So this simplifies it pretty heavily, and gives me the ability to simply run a command to invoke APIs. So this is just passing up a DynamoDB item update in this example, using some of the input information you saw there here and it's running the cloud API. So one command line API, now I can run REST APIs authenticated as well. And you'll see I can pass the result and use all the React ability to use asynchronous operations, which is native to React, so I can wait for the asynchronous operation to complete, get my data, and and bind it to state, and do things like loading, all with a few lines of code. So heavily simplifies. The entire process of enabling and integrating these features it's really a, a whole story around you know doing not just enabling your backend or configuring your backend with a few command line commands, but also you know now now actually using them in your in your application in a meaningful way so, let's see. so similarly to react. There is, also a, there is also some separate React Native components. So if with React Native, you actually can import a specific React Native library, which is going to allow you to do the same sort of things, the same sign-in, the same login, the same UI is going to be available to you, the same analytics services, all just within React Native instead. You'll see it's basically doing the exact same thing. So the code is completely the same whether it's React or React Native, You're just going to import a different library because the React Native is going to do a little more work on the Native side to do things like signing requests to improve performance. So uh, I'll jump back here. So in addition to React Native, we also have an Ionic starter as well. So so with with the the AWS ionic starter is actually you can see it 's by the ionic team, so they have something within their CLI that lets you generate AWS apps and it has all the features built into it for user sign in for um, adding items to dynamoDB for doing all these things now with the AWS CLI, you can actually just generate a, a generic ionic app and use the AWS mobile in, um init command into any ionic app. But this application is also available on GitHub for publish for a full blown kind of AWS app with Ionic. And all you you don't need to really do anything if you're using Ionic. You just run use the Ionic CLI with a start command. Let's see it gives me up. So you would give it your app name actually do Ionic start, and then you just give it this flag, AWS. That will actually pull down a template that was created by Ionic for AWS Mobile Hub specifically. So what that does is it will also pull down the zip file that is for AWS Mobile Hub, which I talked about earlier, for that um, one-click deployment. And you can simply import that into your AWS Mobile Hub backend you go import here, you'll drag that zip file into the AWS Mobile Hub console, and the entire backend will be created for you. So, that's a way to kind of share code similarly to some of the CloudFormation templates with for mobile backends. So, once your, your app is generated here with Ionic, you can start doing the same sort of thing. So, AWS Mobile Init, it's going to run through. Again, exactly the same question. So with Ionic, I'm actually gonna give it the root directory, I'm gonna give it the www directory, and then I'm we'll gonna leave these blank. And you see the name that's generated by mobile hub. Now it's gonna create my back end, and it's gonna give me the messaging analytics built in, and I can start building it similarly with the, with the Amplify library or, or whatever you want. But at this point, now you're ready to go. And you could do similar things to AWS mobile features to enable features like user sign-in. So two different frameworks, basically the same exact CLI commands to enable all of AWS features in the back end for your mobile app. So that's you know that's pretty much it. I guess at this point we could uh, go through any questions you have. And thanks. What was the question? For building apps, so like Ionic and React, you're talking about. Oh yeah, Vue. So you can generate. You know, like I said. So the question was other libraries for building hybrid apps, mobile app, mobile web apps. So you can use really whatever you want. The Ionic and React and React Native are pretty popular. There's also, you can use Vue. Um, It depends kind of what you're targeting. So if you're targeting like a PWA app or a progressive web app, using things like Ionic and stuff like that make it easy because they include a service worker. They have generators built in. You can essentially just have a directory and start writing code yourself. Or if you use Vue or Ember.js will work, you just have to run that AWS mobile init command from within that directory answer the questions that it asks you. Where's your source code? Where's your build directory? Those are pretty key, because your source code is where AWS Mobile is going to initialize the features, and your build code is what it's going to push up to, to the cloud when you run the AWS Mobile Publish command. So it doesn't matter what library you use, but generally we see a lot of React, React Native and Ionic usage for building these things. Yeah, no, it it doesn't, AWS Mobile Hub doesn't do that. Okay, Um, so at the end you still need to take your exporting package and upload it into Amazon yourself? uh, So it depends what you're doing. So if you're doing a web app, you don't have to do anything, because you would generally host that on S3 or CloudFront, or if you're using the CLI, you would do the publish command, and it's up there. And you can use Route 53 as well to point DNS over to the CloudFront distribution for your own domain. But if you're doing App Store, then you would have to build the APKs and or the IPAs and submit them to the App Store. It doesn't automate any of that. But you can install them in Device Farm, and run tests. Uh, and you export the APKs in the That's depending on your tooling. So if you're using Ionic, Ionic will do that. Using Cordova, so Ionic will do a build and you. When you build an Ionic app, you're going to give it what platforms you want—Android, iOS—and then it will build the APK or the IPA for you. So, but it depends on your tooling, you know. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can. Yep. So if you do that, you just have to run a you. If you use the it depends on the features that you're going to use so if you're going to use sign in, you have to eject it from create from the create react Native app because it needs to install a native module so the native component is' in, it needs to use for the cognito the Amazon cognito signing for the for the the big integer signing it has to use the native platform for that because platforms like iOS don't allow um, certain things and performance wise for Using things like the big integer, it's, it performs better on native. So with React Native, you would actually eject it if you're going to use sign-in. Otherwise, you can just use the web portion. Is it possible to integrate sign-in with the existing RDS database? So no, not with, the, not with the CLI or the Amplify library, because you would have your own database. The features that are available in the AWS Mobile CLI are specifically Amazon Cognito. So those work directly with user pools and identity. We I mean, technically sure you could tool up a REST API if you want. If you use something like Amazon, like API Gateway, you could tool something up to proxy over to RDS. API Gateway has a has a service proxy that you can use. So then you could still use the Cloud API functionality, and maybe customize it a bit for a, a service proxy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so how that's done is with IAM, AWS IAM. And what it does is that you have different roles in IAM. So IAM has a, in particular, every service has roles within AWS. The roles at the simplest basic form that's been around a while is like with EC2. If you launch an instance with EC2 and you give it a role, that EC2 instance will only be able to do what that role defines. That role can define calling S3 or uploading an object to S3, and that's it. If that EC2 tried to do anything else, it, it wouldn't work. It would fail. Similarly, with API Gateway, it has, has an invoke role and an execute role. And those roles determine what it can do. And you can also specify if the API is private, only available to signed-in users. That's what I did there. So if I signed out, I just didn't want to get my authentication code again. But if I sign out of this thing here, and I don't even think I need to refresh. Very well. oh, it's not running. But if I, uh, if I log out of there and try to do an API call, it's not going to work. It's going to say failed authentication. So those are done with roles that are basically automated for you with the CLI, but you can also customize them within IAM. If you go into IAM, you can edit the invoke, invoke role and the execute role. Whether you, and those are two roles for API Gateway in particular. It's invoking APIs, just invoking an API, or executing a Lambda function or something. So what is that API doing? It's two different things. API Gateway has a lot of security involved that's extremely flexible. It can get very complicated too, but uh, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can include custom authorizers within API Gateway so you can pass your own headers and determine. There's a a lot of ways to do it, but the simplest way is using the roles with API Gateway, invoke and execute roles, specifically invoke role. What's that? It's the default api created It's based on iam based authorization yeah. yeah so it's going to have default roles for invoke and execute depending on what you do because if you have it executing a lambda function it's going to have to execute that lambda function so it's really that's really what it does mainly right now not too much with the authorization piece you would have, not on the cli but if you went into, uh, you know, if you go into the console, you can customize the API gateway, or you can do it with Mobile Hub with the YAML file, CloudFormation, however you want to do it. Yeah, if you, I would say you probably want to do like uh, two, probably two Mobile Hub apps, maybe. There's a lot of different ways you could do it but if you you probably want two mobile hub apps because essentially in the background that's going to be two CloudFront distros, which you would generally do anyway. So that would give you two different export files. I mean, there's other ways you can do it, but that's probably a good way to do it. Yeah, uh, tools to with the Internet, internet Things, part of AWS Mobile? IoT isn't in the AWS Mobile CLI or as a feature in it right now. Um, yeah. It isn't right now. I'm not sure if, what the roadmap is, if we're going to enable it. Those are kind of two different realms. So you can essentially enable IoT. If you wanted to use like the MQTT messaging, you could do that. But it's not in Mobile Hub. Yeah. So um, two things. Number one, I just wanted to verify, because I saw another box in there, that you could incorporate Lex and Voice yep. into your app. Is that right? Yeah. So. It, within, you know, that's what the AWS Mobile CLI supports is these, the CLI specifically. So within Mobile Hub, you can, you, if you create a new app and you say, I want to do a platform or, here, let do it real quick. So you create a new application. That's, this is essentially going to create a CloudFront distro for you. now you choose your platform. So say you do just web, and you want to enable web hosting or React Native, whatever you want to do. So uh, the CLI kind of automates all this for you. But there are other features you can, so now it's going to tell you to install the CLI and you can start playing with it on the CLI. But once you uh, enable that, you'll now be able to enable more features. So you do have conversational bots here, which will allow you to enable one. You can enable a generic one and just enable it. But you, you can't work with that on the CLI yet. So, so my buddy really loves an Angular. Can I let him know that he's oh, yeah. on? <laughs> so Ionic uses Angular. But so, um, like I said, with this, the so specifically with the Amplify library, there's more. There's another session I'm doing for that too. It's a dev chat tomorrow. But the Amplify library doesn't care. It just is ES6 syntax, so import and exports. But Angular works great. React works great. We just happen to have a component, components pre-built with React right now. We'll be supporting more based on customer feedback. Anybody else? No? All right, well thanks a lot. I mean I'll be around if you have more questions or anything, you know, in regards to the CLI.